You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 12. As the New York Rangers win once again on their Western road trip and end it tonight in Anaheim, Andy is back. It is Thanksgiving Day Eve, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say that all things considered, I cannot be too negative. I got it all out of my system last podcast when Andy was away, and uh, now he's back uh, to reel me back in, and uh, so I have to start the podcast with Andy. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. Uh, happy, if you're hearing this on Thanksgiving when it drops, happy Thanksgiving to all who celebrate. I hope everyone fills their bellies and with their loved ones and just enjoys the day watching football and eating, uh, you know, as much uh, as much uh, tryptophan as they can. Um, yeah, as far as the Rangers go with this whole West Coast swing, I believe when we were taking predictions, James, you said five out of six points. And you said anything other than that is unacceptable. Well, and obviously we're recording this before puck drop in Anaheim because all these games on the West Coast are brutally late and it's Thanksgiving Eve. So the chances of us uh, staying up to record this after a game that starts at 930 on the West Coast was slim to fuck all. So uh, we'll see how the Rangers do tonight. I mean, on paper, this is a game they should win going away. Anaheim's one of the worst teams in the league, but we won't speak to that. But. They're at least on pace, James, for your prediction of five out of six points. Well, uh, it would be seven out of nine. Oh, you're, I'm sorry, including... Um, including tonight. If they, if they can beat the Ducks tonight... I forgot they have, what, they have Edmonton, too. I forgot about that. Well, they have Edmonton back at home, but they... Oh, that's home. They, I, for some reason, I thought that it was in Edmonton. Well, <clears throat> they got the win against the Kings. Uh, they got the win against... Um, David Quinn's San Jose. The David Quinn Sharks, and they lost in overtime. So right now we have five of six, which yeah. I'm very pleased at. Doesn't feel like it at times, but we have five of six points, and we're going for, I'm sorry, seven of eight. So I am. This is this is big. This is a big game here, and as a gambling man uh, that likes to look at trends, and this is a a no brainer. You bet the Ducks all day long. The New York Rangers at the end of a road trip. It's the night before Thanksgiving. 
They're eager to get home to their families. They're eager to get home to their beds. And they are going to be looking forward to the holiday and spending a couple of days at home before they play uh, Edmonton on Saturday at 1 p.m. So this is a classic look-ahead game where they're just looking ahead to the holidays, a couple of days off, the flight home, being in their own bed. And, 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 you know, we are just, you know, in a position where we could absolutely lose this game. So I, I really want them to finish strong, Andy. I really want them to take this game serious. And this is a game we must have, given the circumstances of what the East looks like right now. So, um, yeah, other than that, I am hesitantly pleased right now with our point percentage going into the Ducks game, which should be the easiest game of the trip, which is, to me, dangerous. So, <laughs> um, what are your overall thoughts of the Western road trip? Yeah, I mean, so far, it, it clearly hasn't been perfect, but it's, a, it's the, you know, every every at least East Coast team kind of hypes up the Western swing as because it's difficult with the time. Forget about the quality of teams. It's just, listen, playing that many games on the road without the comfort of your home ice is always going to be a challenge. The different start times uh, is always going to be a challenge. And yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you look at it as collectively as a, as a group. You, you know, you guys, the, the boys go to the, ho- you know, they go to the hotel, they go out to dinner. They hang out during the day, so it's a good bonding experience for them. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where if it gets off to a, a poor start, it, it kind of snowballs. And if it gets off to a good start, it can, it can also have a snowball effect. And I think Larry Brooks put it pretty eloquently last night. Um, I'm not, not one to always pump uh, his tires, but he, when he's right, he's right. He's like, it, it, that game last night and that comeback specifically against the Kings did feel like the foothold that the Rangers could need to kind of help them the rest of the season. I mean, it's been, I think it's fair to say you and I hold this team to a high standard because you, it, that's what, unfortunately, when you, after the season they had last year, they have to be held to it. And it hasn't been perfect, obviously, this year, and they've struggled at times, but they still, even with their struggles, they still find themselves in a wild card spot. Um, at the quarter pole here, thanks American Thanksgiving. And it's this is, you know, this inconsistency, but still enough to stay afloat is their base, at least their their low point in their season. And now you have Shesterkin who's becoming more consistent. And, you know, a lot, two points for Lafreniere the other night, a goal for Kako finally. And he should have had two goals. Uh has got seven points in seven games, you know, all, all even strength. Uh so you know, it, it finally seems like some things are coming around. And again, it's not perfect, but the whole point is that I don't need, I need Kreider and Zabanjad to school. Well, and Kreider also obviously had a, a goal and, you know, and, a, and an empty net goal last night. But when the rest of the lineup isn't going, that's when you look to your stars and they were struggling to do that and put and produce five on five. But you have games like last night and the last few games where lo and behold, the the fourth line is finally producing since they, you know, Gauthier came back up and hasn't looked back, and he's been very good. Uh, you know, Barkley Goudreau ha- is having some big periods. Sammy Blay finally looks like he's he's not falling down all the time, and you know, the effects of the the ACL might be wearing off. So that you finally seems like they might have an effective fourth line because there's a lot of fourth lines around the league, but there's no reason that that fourth line specifically cannot be 
a you know a, a good fourth line for the you know for the Rangers. Although obviously we now we've once again found ourselves in uh, Barclay Goodrow playing with Panarin <laughs> territory, uh, but he's been producing, so it's you know, and you know, same thing. VC say what? Yeah, maybe I I I think everyone understands why it's an issue that Jimmy VC is playing in the top line, but he had some great defensive plays coming back. And you know it's that line they when they when they're on the ice the, the puck is usually in the other end so it does seem like they're it's been a slower build for them but I think it looks like as frustrating as they and inconsistent as they can be at times you know that start they had in the LA game was totally unacceptable but that being said they they've showed some resiliency for the first time all season you know what I mean they Turk yelled and screamed and tossed over the trash can, whatever he had to do. And they had a dominant second period and a good third period. So they won, you know, uh, it seems like it, it could be a good building block for them. Oh, definitely. And, and it, listen, it was a, a building block for me to get my, a little bit of confidence back. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you come out in the first period and you play flat and, you know, that makes me nervous. Cause I'm like, well, when are we going to figure this out? Like, when are we going to be the team that finally starts taking it to the other team? And I'll be honest, we played much better in the second period. Heedle was one of, probably played his worst period that I've, I've seen, at least this season for sure, if not all last season. And he, he completely changed the game, his game in the second period. I mean, he was yep. turning the pucks over in the first period. He was falling down. I honestly thought he was concussed. Uh, you know, I even went on Twitter oh, yeah. if there was, you know, any information on him because he went down awkwardly, but he was struggling before that. It looked really weird. And then, you know, that made me a little nervous. I'm like, this is the last player that we can afford to go down right now is, is Heedle because, you know, that third line is kind of driving a lot of offense this past couple games and our all-stars are not doing anything. So, you know, once he came back and you know, that line started moving. It was, you know, the Heedle and Kako show. And I thought, you know, Lafreniere was, was the, the, the one holding that line back of anything. So, you know, they, they certainly mm. turned, turned it around and scored yeah. a couple of huge goals for us. And, um, you know, you and I texted, you know, when Vinny scored and Kako scored, it's like, are there two guys that are in our lineup right now that deserve more than these fluky goals than those two? It's like, yeah. they worked their butts off True. and, and for them to get those two goals was just big for the New York Rangers, but you know it was big for both of them just to get that. Tro- Trocheck has been such a good pickup for this team. I mean, you know, and they're going to see their old friend Ryan Strom tonight. Uh, but I don't think there's any question on what an upgrade he's been, and that's also considering Panarin, although he got off to a torrid start, has really cooled off and has been, had you know, trouble producing and has looked a little out of sorts recently. Although he played better last night. He did. He, well, he was trash in the first period. The whole team was trash though, mm. in fairness. And then he started cooking again in the second period, but he just, you know, they all looked slow and lethargic. So I just got to shoot more, Andy. It's well, that's the biggest thing. And he had his shots, but you saw how many times he, it got saved because he double clutched. I would almost rather you immediately slap it on net. You, you know what I mean? Yes, it's just, I absolutely. think just it's, and I know it, you're, it seems like the thing where if you see him, he's in position, but you know, it's funny. I think you look at, Oh, Igor's getting beat quite a bit this season through five hole shots, through low shots, through screens. You know what I mean? So even if, if the goaltender is technically looks like they're ready to get set, 
if you just put it quickly low along the ice, it's you're probably going to go in because especially the Rangers have had such a present. They've had a lot of presence in front of the net. You know what I mean? So Panarin double clutches and then tries to go high. And, you know, how many posts have the, the Rangers rang in the in this season already? <laughs> right. You know? and, it's been insane. And, and last night, you know, it was the, so frustrating was that we the, Peterson was in net. Just shoot the puck on net. It's yeah, gonna. He, he, he stinks. He's not good. He's not that great. So you know, it, it just it's one of those things where, listen, it's a backup goaltender. We're choosing to pass first, which is wrong. We're we desperately need some sort of spark, and you know, we walked out of that first period, and I was like, "There's not a shot in hell that we come back and win this game." But then, lo and behold, the th- the third line just starts throwing pucks at net, and you look at even the Kreider goal. You know, great play by Mika, you know, with his awareness that, you know, Kreider's shooting down the ice and he just slaps the puck on net. And guess what? It goes in because that's that's the type of shit that a backup goaltender is going to let in. So, you know, the Rangers got to have a little bit more awareness. uh, And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if if this lack of just throwing, let's just throw the puck on that. I don't I don't even care. Um, You know what? And not to cut you off, you know, I think a big another big factor of that second period turnaround was they started playing more physical and oh yeah L- this LA team is not the LA team that beat the Rangers in this cup final they made it their mission to get faster and as such they've kind of you see they have a smaller more puck moving type D and even some of their forwards they have a lot of little you know smaller yet uh, yeah, feisty speedy team. feisty they're feisty definitely they're definitely not pushovers but they're smaller you know you have Fiala and, um, you know, Arvidsson and uh, Lazat, you know, and obviously that's not, look, they have Kopitar and, and Kempe. Kempe's real nice. What a, that kid can game too. You know, he was the, the most dangerous player and on Valari, the ice. And, and Valar, you know, Valar's a big buy too. But the rest of their, I feel like the rest of their depth and especially their decor is a little bit smaller now as opposed to, you know, them being the hulking team that they used to be. And once the Rangers started leaning on them more, it, they literally looked so panicked in their own end. You know what I mean, and and, oh, I, yeah. and if in the pre in the uh, the pregame, uh, Valaket did a great, basically a great breakdown of what LA tries to do now this season and how they're basically just you know their their neutral zone presence is it's it's not like a full on because def- they were a full on defensive team last year and they're trying to be better offensively, but they're basically just trying to crowd at the blue line, it's, you know, especially like collapse not towards their own zone but collapse in the neutral zone you know not a trap but just more like turn pucks over that way and and the rangers you know just did a good job of figuring out how to skate you you saw them panarin turn the puck over trying to do it all himself to chip it around and it had a chance going the other way and then the rangers uh, get you know get put on the uh the penalty kill because they you know they're now defending yeah and and you know la was blocking a ton of shots it was tough to get them through. That's why it was imperative for the Rangers to get them off as quick as possible and just keep throwing stuff on net, even if it's bad angles, even if it's a little too soon, or you, you know, even if you have you know, a split second to pass the puck over, just shoot it on goal. You have a backup goaltender. They're blocking a ton of shots. It's tough to get things through. You need to be as quick as possible. You need to have the mindset that, all right, I'm just going to rip it and rip it. I'm going to bear down, and good things happen. And 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 you know a huge thing Andy that happened in the second period and i hope to see more of this tonight was i just felt like our d were completely activated i don't know if if gallant said listen 
we need all our defensemen to activate, you know, win lose pucks on the boards. I mean, they kept the, they kept the puck in a bunch of times where usually we'd back off and and just kind of let them, you know, break out. And I yeah. thought our forwards were back checking hard and our D were activating and so that 50-50 puck, we ended up winning that bot- battle and we got to live another day, you know, to fight in their zone again and create more chances. I thought the third line was excellent with that. Um and, you know, I thought, you know, there were moments just, you know, even Schneider was, you know, contributing and stepping up and, and looking confident. I think Miller played his probably know, best, best two period periods yeah. of, his, of his season so far, which has been a little underwhelming for him. And to your point, James, I think the best part of his game is his, his ability to kind of to activate and do it all himself. And I think that keeps him in motion, whereas when he the second he gets stagnant, and stops and then tries to defend almost like a classic D-man, I think it, it hurts him. I just don't think it's in his wheels, his skill set. But as a fo- former forward who, hasn't, who you know, is, hasn't played too many years on D, I think he's just better. Even when he's coming back facing, like skating with, instead of like back skating and trying to time a poke check, which he, you know, he's got a great reach, but you almost see he's almost better off letting the guy to the outside and keeping pace with him. Like you're skating the same direction and then just trying to wrap him up with that giant stick. Because when he's like just skating backwards and collapsing and doing the classic, you know, you know, poke, swivel, swivel, swivel D man play. It just, it, it hampers his game. You know what I mean? But when he's, when he can get the, when he, when he's skating with the, you know, the opposing player and he can steal pucks, he's already, his feet are already moving. And then he turn he just turns up ice. And he's our, next thing you know, he's leading the rush. And that's the best part of his game. You know what I mean? So I'm glad he found that last night. Hopefully, it, it, you know, it's good that he's got another game to get back to it. So hopefully he can do that. Because he's going to definitely have more time and space against Anaheim than he is, you know, did against LA. So I hope he used it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's, listen, their D are, are, are the poorest part of their team, I believe. And, you know, I think if our forwards can get in there and force their defensemen to put their forwards in vulnerable positions uh, in terms of, you know, bad passes, wrap, you know, pressured wraps around the boards. I think our D, you know, need to step up, need to cause that turnover. And our forwards need to, you know, get their butts back as quick as possible and, and pick up those loose pucks because it's a 50-50 battle. But at the end of the day, if our forwards are not back checking and, and helping out there, then, you know, if the puck squirts out, it could potentially be an odd man rush the other direction, which you don't want. So. Um, you know, you, you basically, you know, you live and die by the, by the, you know, the four, you know, their four check, but the deactivating. So it can work for you like it did, you know, I think the last two periods last night, but it can certainly work against you against the, you know, a speedier team. And, and, you know, the ducks, you know, I, I know they give up a, a ton of goals and stuff like that, but you know, it, they're still certainly capable of putting the puck in the net. And, um, I, I didn't even get a chance to look Is Halak playing tonight. I assumed he was. Uh, I haven't seen yet. I've actually been looking. I, I didn't see Devils, anything Devils about are, two are hours lose, ago. Losing to Toronto, two nothing, but it's early. They'll they'll come back and win this game. I'm sure they will. Um, let's see. Gerard Gallant we talked about training. Re well, we'll talk about that too. Um, no. Uh, yep. Yep. Palak is playing tonight. So okay. And this well, listen. This is. He, Halak has yet to have a win as a Ranger. You need to, f- honestly, they, they, you need to get it for. This is the game to get it for the, the guy. And it hasn't been his fault at all. 
He's got either got no puck support or, you know, it's just this is a winnable game. You know what I mean? Unless he absolutely the Rangers look great and he absolutely stinks tonight. But as long as he plays serviceable, there's no reason they should lose this game. So they if anything, win this game, win this last game for him. You know, he owe it to the guy. You know what I mean? Doesn't have a win yet. Help the help is help him out. Fuck's sake. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the only game I mentioned his last podcast, the only game that you can really blame him for was the, you know, Columbus Blue Jackets. But, you know, every goalie gets their stinker and he's been perfectly fine uh, the rest yeah. of the way. So uh, did you listen to the last podcast at all? Did oh, you of get course. It? I downloaded oh, it. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, I'm glad because it was uh, about as negative as you can get. Um. I had a question for you. Have you had an opportunity to look at the December schedule? Uh, not close, but you know what? I'll, I'll pull it up right now and you can get my... Well, un- as you pull it up, I'll, I'll kind of frame this next little question that I have for you. Looking at the you know, schedule for the New York Rangers come December, much tougher month. Oh, yeah. Personally. Uh, you know, the Rangers had an easier schedule last month and we struggled you know it's it wasn't easy for us and you know we you know we got some wins there and you know i'm a little nervous going into this next month andy i'm gonna admit it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long month to end a year and you know i'm just a little bit nervous are you are you worried that against this tougher competition that the rangers are not going to be able to you know, maybe squeak by some of these games or get a point in overtime with some of these teams? Um, no, I, I think they've been very good about making it to overtime this year. So that could, I know they'll pick up a lot of points just by way of that. I honestly think this is one of those months where you're going to go back and be like, oh my God, they, they beat, uh, you know, they beat the Avalanche, you know, or they beat the Maple Leafs. That's amazing. And then you look and they lost to the Canadians and you're like, how, what the, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it'll be like that. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm choosing to, to try to keep my faith in them. I, I see. I think the first game back from this road trip will be very telling um, against the Oilers. Yeah, no, that's I- a, that'll be a test because I think once, especially if they're feeling good about themselves and you get home, I think if, if they... I'm not yet. impressed that much with the Oilers, though. Ever no, I don't say think lost Evander Kane. I feel like they're like he added such a, a depth piece for them, and you know, even right now, um, this is bad podcasting here. But they're I bet you they're losing to the Islanders. Probably. Uh, bad podcasting. Bad podcasting. They are where the hell's the game? Islanders are winning two nothing. So there we go. That's actually kind of works against us because, you know, they're going to be hungry for a win. Yeah. And why not at the Garden? Exactly. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, 
Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The news. Should we yeah. bring this up? Because yeah. this is this kind of shocking to me, even though it's not that shocking, I guess. No. So, um, yeah, the Ryan Reeves traded to the Minnesota Wild for a fifth-round draft pick. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, so we'd been hearing rumblings about this for the last few weeks. Obviously, we, we even speculated about it on this podcast because of the fact that he had been scratched and his, uh, his uh, I guess, close-knit relationship with Gerard Gallant. So it's tough, but you also, again, we've also been saying if the Rangers need, need cap space, they need cap space, they need to start banking cap space. Well, now, the, Minnesota takes on Reeves' full salary. Uh, apparently his, his agent requested a trade when the Rangers landed in L.A., and they worked fast to get it done. And Minnesota is a team that's clearly in a funk. And Bill Guerin says they need to get some swagger back. And that's literally, that's all you're really getting them for. You know, you're not getting them for points. You're not getting them for uh, assists. You know, you're getting him for the intangibles. And, uh, you know, obviously, say what you will about the on-ice impacts. Yeah, you know, at his age, it's not. But there's some, just something to be said. I, th- I think he can bring things to those elements to teams that need it. But I also think once you, you hope for the Rangers, it's, you know, it doesn't walk out. The, that swagger doesn't completely walk out the door with him. You know what I mean? Just the security blanket of having him around and having him being light and just being a, you know, the, one of the most popular guys in the locker room. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was, it was a little shocked that it happened, but now you hear that if, if it, I think the way everything goes, the Rangers can bank almost like just by keeping the roster what it is now they can bank close to five million in cap space by the uh, the trade deadline you know so it makes total sense in that bit because that is a workable number for them depending on what they want to do you know I, i'm still baffled by just yeah. the accruement of uh Same. cap space still don't i still don't understand i i honestly it's like okay we get rid of the contract and i feel like Bettman puts like like a dice that has a number on it, <laughs> like one through five. And it's like, what you roll is how much cap space you'll have accrued by the end of the year. And we rolled a five. So we get 5 million. Um, yeah, no, I definitely think it's, it's, it's certainly something that uh, not, not really surprising. I'm just kind of surprised at the timing of it a little bit. Um, but, you know, ultimately it makes the most sense. He just, uh, he's too slow for this lineup. We are already slow enough. Um, I know he brings a lot of character and a lot of, you know, um, you know, leadership and just kind of, you know, being that heavy, heavy presence in the locker room is certainly um, something that was appreciated last year and, and going into this year. It just uh, right now it doesn't fit. And if this guy wants to play hockey, you know, and finish out his career this season, uh, you know, he needs a, another place to do it. Uh, although I don't really know. I don't know what their fourth line looks like over in Minnesota, but I, I can't imagine him being that much better than what they have over there. They're not a bad team uh, by any means. So no, they're just under underperforming a little bit. Um, you know, it's funny when I think uh, he was interviewed today by um, I forget what's his name. Is it Harrington? Is he the he's the big uh, Minnesota beat reporter? I forget who it was, but basically. Um, he said to the effect of that he's playing for a contract for next season and he's not going to 
get that if he's not getting a chance to play. So here he is, but you know, so I guess he doesn't, at least it's not in his plans to retire after the season. So we'll see. I mean, as long if, if they keep paying you, you know, take the money, especially guys. I'm not yeah, going to begrudge him. It's just, you no, know, absolutely. I but no, I, 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 I'm with you. Obviously, if you look at on, the on ice uh, results are just they're what they are, what they are. They're not good and they won't ever be good. I don't I don't see any reality in which they are. But again, I think if you are a team that has a plays a pretty structured brand of hockey that can maybe protect him a little bit, then that's maybe when the. Uh, yeah, his he you can maximize the off ice stuff and the intangibles, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's the biggest discourse I keep seeing is that you see all these people like, oh well, you know, see the Ra- LOL Rangers need to get him to get that, you know, to protect from Tom Wilson or whatever. Now they're trading him. It shows it was like a dumb move. I, I, no, there's no way to ever prove what he brought to the team. You know what I mean? At, at least in a tan- like in a obviously because you can't use points or goals or assists like every other player. But there's a reason that every team that has ever fan base has ever had him on their team absolutely loves and misses him, even if they knew it was time to eventually move on. Eventually, uh, it's just it's hard to expl- to describe. But the we second went to he the Eastern Conference Finals last yeah. year, how was and, it? There was a mis- wasn't a mistake to sign anybody. And I mean, he was really he was only a you know he's a ranger for. Uh, was last year his only year with us? Yeah, we signed him in because the year before was the the Tom Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Tom Wilson. So the guy was a Ranger for one year and one and and a quarter, if that. You know what I mean? And didn't play, and yet he's already a fan favorite. I mean, he was on the jumbo with the Shesty release us and the jumbotron and off the board with the Ryan's. It's just he quickly ingratiated himself and and wove himself into the fabric of. Near, like just the, you know the same guys the same fans and who will forever love the colt Norse and the dale puritans of the world and all these other people they're gonna love ryan reeves and hell yeah i'd say even people i know that are more analytically inclined that are maybe a little bit more unforgiving when it comes to that who understand that he is a net negative when he's on the ice they still love him too just because it's sometimes it's hard to quantify but he made the group uh, have more belief. He made them more close-knit. He did make them tougher. They followed his lead. And honestly, he, he really didn't fight a crazy amount. Like, you know, obviously he, had, he fought a lot. But, you know, I think when we, th- we thought he'd be fighting almost every, you know, three games or whatever. But, you know, it's just... But they almost... It's just you definitely saw the Rangers now. They don't get pushed around like they used to. They haven't got pushed around in a while, you know what I mean? Which is good. And I mean, that's, a, that's also a symptom of their kids uh, and their younger players growing up, but they've also drafted other players and it's just kind of in them now. So even after he leaves, you would hope they don't become shrinking violets right away. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And, you know, I think we should be beyond anything that he brings to the table at this point. Um, you know, I, I know... You know, the whole Tom Wilson thing, you know, the next time we play, you know, Washington, he's going to fucking run us. It, I don't think so. I, I don't think Washington can really afford to do that. They're not 
a guaranteed playoff team. They can't be making it a circus every time they play the New York Rangers. I mean, they need points. They need wins. And and certainly, like, teams are not just going to blatantly put themselves in, in positions where they're going to start running other teams. And the New York Rangers are not the New York Rangers of two years ago. It's just they're not. And, um, you know, I do think, you know, the presence of Reeves was great, but he wasn't even playing at this point. And yeah, when, it's not like he was even in the lineup where teams running us. No, you know, it just, you know, they they played their normal game against us. So and, and truthfully. I don't know how you feel about this, but like, let's just say a team like Washington wanted to be really physical with us and just I, I just feel like it would almost work to our benefit. I almost think now you know, we need to almost like give a hit, take a hit and just feel like we're in the game. I almost think playing physical against the Rangers can put a, you know, fire, you know, under our tushes here and get us going. Well, you know, you, yeah, you, you, you look at the sheer, sheer amount of beef on the fourth line. Now Carpenter, not excluded, although he's clearly a, he's a willing customer, you know what I mean? Between Blay and Gautier or big, you have Goodrow who is gritty and also sizable. Truba, obviously, Lindgren. Uh, you see even the kids are, you know, Lafreniere has always kind of played physical and is always kind of mixing it up behind the play with somebody and throwing big hits. And you even see Heal now, who has always been kind of like a, a little bit of a wallflower. You see him even mixing it up and cross-checking guys and, you know, over the top. So, and that's obviously, we also, you also have Braden Schneider and, and, and Keandre. It's, you know, so they're, they're, there's a big boy. Yeah, they're just a bigger team than they they've been for the past few seasons. You know what I mean? And they've and even VC is bigger than you think sometimes and also not going to take shit. So and again, I'm not saying they're the toughest team in the league, especially now that Reeves is gone. But at the same time, I just there there's definitely a lot of softer teams in this league and they played one of them last night. And I think it plays into their strengths. We've, we're always talking about how Troub is better when he's getting Basically. people are getting his kitchen and leaned on leaning on him, and it pisses him off. Big hit last night. Yeah, two games in a row. I felt good about Truba. Yeah, exactly. And he's struggling, you know. And that's the that's the thing. I think they, especially because they're not a burner team, they're a little bit slower team. I think it helps them when they keep the other team guessing with the physicality, and it just makes them a little bit more the other team a little bit more tentative and just feeling like they have less opportunity to just skate their, their bags off. Cause and the Rangers aren't going to do anything. You know what I mean? It right. helps them to their advantage. Cause they're not a very fast team, but they also, when they get into a good rhythm where the right person is moving at the right time, then it kind of, and they're being physical. I think it helps. Uh, yeah. It kind of helps them step around that, uh, that little maybe design flaw in their physical makeup as a team. I listen, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, again, odd timing. I'm curious to see again, what we bring tonight against the Anaheim ducks. Uh, I I'm really hoping that we can finish this strong and I can enjoy my Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Andy, you have anything else, man? Not really. I mean, this puck drops in 20 minutes. Uh, and it, like like we said, it's the night before Thanksgiving, so maybe we just uh, close this like we do almost every Thanksgiving episode. James, I want to ask you, what are you most looking forward to on your plate tomorrow for Thanksgiving? Um, 
I had a I had a bad batch of mashed potatoes uh, today. Um, oh no! Yeah, it was a microwavable thing. I it was I was scrambling. I got called into work and just scrambling. I had you know looked in the bottom of the freezer. The things you know, thing was like a chicken mashed potato gravy corn thing, and I threw it in there, and it was disgusting, absolutely disgusting. So tomorrow is bounce back mashed potatoes for sure. Um, I'm going to mix a little corn in it, a little gravy. There you go. Um, yeah, that is always great. Uh, and then, you know, I think, I think it's underrated, uh, or maybe it's appropriately rated because I know a lot of people don't like it, but I am a big fan of like the cranberry sauce yeah. with, with Turkey. It, it oh, just, yeah. it hits differently. It's, it's, it, it is Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it's not something that I want you know, once a month, but it is something I want once a year. And it's yes. just perfect timing with Thanksgiving. And I, I love that too. So uh, how about uh, you? Fo- follow, well, quick, quick follow-up question. You love the cranberry sauce. Are we talking uh, canned or are we talking like out of a jar, like actual like preserves or the one that it comes out of the jar in the same shape or excuse me, the can in the same shape? <laughs> like you can see all the the ridges on it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I which cranberry honest, sauce are you? I, I like all of them. I'm not a hater. If I had to guess if I had to pick one, I mean the the can one is like it is like iconic and and yeah. I do I do enjoy it. So it's not like um you know, yeah, it's a little it's, bit it's lighter, a little had. bit sweeter. Yeah. 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 But a good well. homemade one is excellent. Oh yeah. Excellent. Frank Frank that was just on. Yes. Apparently, he makes one of the best, you know, sauces in the game. Ooh, like uh, best cranberry sauces? Yeah. Yeah. Good it's like him. what he brings every Thanksgiving. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Frank's uh, yeah. delicious cranberry sauce. I wish I could try it. Uh, as for me, I, I'm always, it's always the usual suspects with me. I, although it depends, um, this year is a little bit more hodgepodge for my family. So it's not going to be the, I th- there will be a turkey breast and there will be uh, some ham and stuff like that, but I don't think it'll be like full on bird with the stuffing that comes out of it. You know what I mean? Which is right. my favorite, obviously the stuffing. Uh, I'm in charge of mashed potatoes tomorrow. So All right. I do my damnedest, make them real good. Um, but what I'm most excited about is near me, there is a local bakery and they make the best carrot cake. I've ever had. I love carrot cake. And this is just buttery and moist. And the cream cheese uh, type frosting is not too sweet. You know, it's just really good. It's just a perfect pairing. It's so good. I cannot wait to have it for dessert. Uh, So, yeah. And like you said, it's 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 always everything. It's there's nothing no better feeling that as you get down your plate, you start mixing everything up. So you got corn and your gravy on top of your mashed potatoes and there's even a little bit of cranberry sauce mixed in. It's just like a, you know, those are the best bites. So I'm, I, I am too. Know. I'm looking forward uh, to that. All right. How about this? We'll end with, I asked, you know, Frankie, this question, mm-hmm. uh, what his favorite balloon was during the Thanksgiving day parade. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you the same thing. Oh man. I, I'm a big Snoopy guy, so I'm going to go you Snoopy. Frank, both Snoopy. Huh? Yeah. What did you say? I was, I like Kermit the frog. Um, the frog here yeah that's a good that's a good one thank you uh, great impression uh 
yeah, I mean, I, I know they like they bring them in and out of retirement. Uh, yeah, Kermit the Frog was always a good one. Um, you know, the Red Power Ranger always a classic. I was a mm-hmm. big Power Ranger guy growing up, so you know he was up there. And then uh, I'm not a big float guy, but yeah. Frank brought up Tom the Turkey, and that was always that was always a fun one there. Yeah. Yeah, you and I, uh, to peer behind the curtain a little bit, have both worked the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade before with with the floats and the balloons and all that. So it's always very cool and interesting to get up close to see them. Uh, but yeah, Tom Turkey's iconic, obviously. But no, Snoopy is classic for me. And basically Thursday and uh, Thursday, Jesus, November and December are literally two months full on of full on Snoopy worship for me. You know, you have the. Uh, the uh, Great Pumpkin Waltz going all of, of uh, November, and then in December, it's just uh, Charlie Brown Christmas music on repeat ad nauseum forever and ever. And I love it. I never get tired of it. I literally listen to it all day, for an entire, every day for a month, and I just don't get tired of it. So, uh, yeah. So that's it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving um, we hope you enjoy all the delicious food you're going to eat and all your roast turkey. And uh, hopefully the New York Rangers enjoy a nice uh, roasted duck. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.